everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? Well, Robbie, we've been dreading this one for a long time. It wasn't as bad as I thought, but it's still really bad. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and scroll to the bottom of our uh, best episode ever list and just keep it there, waiting and waiting. <laughs> We're not there yet. How are you, Robbie? Uh... I'll feel better after I excise this this sore from me, which is what this episode is. Hi, guys. We are brought to you by supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. For only $2 a month, you get access to all of our bonus content, a bunch of bonus episodes, a bunch of old episode reviews of new Simpsons episodes from seasons 28, 29, 30, 31, from Bob's Burgers, from King the Hill, from Rick and Morty. Tons of good stuff out there. We have a person to thank, Matt. Fantastic. Their name is also Matt. Matt Kelly. Thank you, Matt. Whoa, thank you, Matt. Uh, this week's episode. Here we we got here. We are here. Finally, I've been dreading it. It is... Oh, that's good. My monitor just stopped working. Oh, it's back. <laughs> uh, that's this episode, I guess, also detrimental to te- 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 technology. This is Codependence Day, episode FABF10, originally aired March 21st, 2004, written by Matt Warburton, directed by Bob Anderson, received a 6.8 rating with 9.3 million viewers. The couch gag, the family ages and then fall, like uh, turns to dust, which is the effect this episode has on you. Yep. Uh, this episode guest stars Brave Combo as themselves. Very briefly, they are a polka band. Have you ever heard of Brave Combo, Matt? I have not. Okay, well, this is what I know about Brave Combo for some very brief research. Is they've won Grammys for polka performances twice. Once in the 90s and once in the 2000s. They were also, and this is how they got into The Simpsons, they are a wedding band. They were a wedding band for first uh, David Byrne of The Talking Heads who's also been a guest star on The Simpsons, but he's they've also were a wedding band for Matt Groening himself. And Matt Groening liked them so much, he invited them to be on the show right then and there. So perform at well, Matt Groening's go. wedding, and you might get on The Simpsons. <laughs> All right, so first you have to break up Matt Groening and his wife, don't find him a new person, <laughs> then make sure that you are the wedding band. It might be too much. That's work. all it takes to get on The Simpsons. It might be easier just to get famous, <laughs> like a normal normal fame. Yeah. Just be a TikTok star or something. Um, you notice how we're really, how I'm delaying talking about this episode? <laughs> I really don't want to. Okay. So. I mean, we can talk about the Star Wars parody. <sighs> I mean, there's, it's significant part of this episode, so we have to. Um, so we start this episode with news of the newest Cosmic Wars movie, which is just Star Wars. It is This is just a Star Wars thing. It is all parodying the prequels. Uh, we start the episode off with a news report from Ken Brockman. We're live at the opening of the latest chapter of the epic space saga Cosmic Wars. And the nerds have emerged from their basements wearing strange costumes to shield their pasty skin from the moonlight. Simpsons, your lack of costumes ill-befits line positions two, three, and four. Where's your costume? Your ignorance is amusing and sad. I am dressed in the actual clothing worn by Cosmic Wars creator Randall Curtis. I bought them at auction, then added pregnancy panels to fit my unique body type. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you guys, peek behind the curtain here, 
Matt's line on the notes for this scene is newest Cosmic Wars movie dash Simpsons in line dash comic book guy is a jerk dash movie is political and boring. And yeah, comic book guy is a gatekeeping that's jerk. That's entire first act, really. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the, then that's the thing. Like, that's one line. That's four minutes of this episode, at least. It's not. They don't leave the theater until four minutes in. So that and that scene lasts thirty seconds, and from then we jump into the theater and we spend the next three minutes and thirty seconds watching the Star Wars parody uh, of a prequels, and it's mostly just scenes of political bureaucracy parodying how much of that is in the prequels and it is interminable it is so it is and like i get it it's boring i got it you're also boring your audience i don't know if you realize that also comic book guy is a jerk here he is a you know being a gatekeeping jerk but matt when you have homer being like a literal reprehensible monster this seems so quaint you're just like, oh yeah, comic book guys like being a nerdy jerk, and, you're and like, that's that's comic book guys kind of personality. So you know, yeah, that's fine. All this, and that's the thing. Ultimately, this is all fine. Like it's not like some of the Star Wars parody stuff. I think is funny. Jim Jam, that's funny. I like the. It's stupid. That's perfect for Jar Jar Binks. It is. It is. It is. It is good critique of those Star Wars prequels. Very quick parodies. It works. I want to say quick. Okay. Good. It has has elements in there and it gets kind of boring and it's not great i would hesitate to even call it good but it's fine and it's i would still rather watch 20 minutes of this than what this episode becomes well because marge they finally get back to the theater and the kids are upset and marge suggests that the kids write a letter to the creator they write a letter to randall curtis and tell them that the movies are bad and they are upset don't do this that's my first marge this, this is a bad idea don't do this to people don't write them letters about how they're whatever they made is bad they don't care um it doesn't it, like they write a letter and then they get a letter back it's a form letter and then the, the kids are even upset again. This is what would happen in the real world. Yes, this is and it is that is exactly what would happen. No unrealism yet. There's no weird. Un, there, this episode is mostly realistic. I think honestly, it. I think it, <laughs> it's not cartoonish for the most part, except for some Randall Curtis stuff. But they get a form letter back. The family's still upset. So we find out the family is going to go to the place where the dude lives, and I don't know. I don't know. I feel so ripped off by that crappy movie. I'm going to chip a big hole in the floor. <laughs> Kids, why don't you write a complaint letter? That's how I got the Channel 6 weather girl to start wearing a bra. That was you? Uh-huh. A letter, huh? Okay, Lise, get this down. Dear Randall Curtis, your movie stunk smelly butt. I am fine. Sincerely, I'll write the letter. Marge, you destroyed my interest in weather. Dear Cosmic Wars fan. I'm glad you loved my film. Here's a photo of your favorite new character, Jim Jam Bonks. May the power be on your side, Randall Curtis. He ignored our criticisms. We're going to have to track Randall Curtis down and make him listen to us. I know just where to find him. 
742 Evergreen Terrace. Dad, that's our address. Oh, he's in the house? No, he lives at the Cosmic Wars Ranch in Northern California. Can we go? Can we go? Please, 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 please? Well, Northern California is wine country. We could take a tour. And it's a perfect time. I just got fired again. Look, Robbie, they're making fun of themselves because Homer doesn't have his job anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's a, and like normally I'd be upset about this about this episode. It's just just so much worse things than this than that one little that line. But like, why are we going to Northern California? Like, mm. why? Why? Like this episode of because they they want to make Marge and Homer wine drunks, and that's the place to do it in America. There's you can buy wine anywhere. Like, I don't care. Okay, it's just a waste of time. That's what all this first act is. It's it's just filler. It is just we wanted to write some Star Wars crap, and then we're going to use it to lead into because you could have Mar Homer and Marge get drunk together anywhere, Matt. That's the secret. They don't. Mm -hmm. They just say, "Oh, well, what's a place?" They're, they're, sure, there's wine in. Like, if it wasn't, if there wasn't Randall Curtis in Northern California and next to some vineyards, they would be in Kentucky where they make whiskey, or in a brewery in pennsylvania like or or wisconsin it doesn't it doesn't matter um so they if homer and marge go on a wine tour we they just get to northern california we don't see them travel they are just bloop, they teleport they're there remember when the simpsons like spent time going places and we just saw the family together doing mm -hmm. like driving to itchy and scratchy land or 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 f literally flying to like they, there's okay um they just teleport Boop. they're in northern california kids leave on their they go on the star wars tour and homer and marge go on a wine tour barton lisa sneak away from the tour and find Randall curtis tell him that and and again this is just i don't know i i'm just may, maybe in 2004 there was more i i just don't care about george lucas anymore yeah, 2004. I, I'm pretty sure Revenge of the Sith came out in like 2003. So this is like after all the prequels were out. Yeah, and so maybe yeah, like sure, there's a little, still maybe that nerd rage about how bad the prequels are. But at this point, I just like I don't care about George Lucas. Let him be. Let him make his billions of dollars. I'm sure he's really upset about his life. Um, but Barton Lisa just rail at him about how bad his movies are, and then western that he talks about oh yeah i'm gonna steal western samurai movie plot i'm like those they also stole their plots guys there's these are not okay the people who say oh star wars stole their, yeah everything steals plots there's not that many of them it's not <sighs> okay you think writers would know more about writing theory but okay whatever okay matt eight we're eight minutes you in think, this episode yeah eight minutes in now the star wars plot is gone never mentioned again this entire episode calling a plot is like even like it's just it's just over. Mm -hmm. You they introduce something in the first act and it vanishes again. Like why? Why would you not the inciting incident? The inciting incident yet again. <sighs> I know it's and that's in more that's somewhat infuriating. But just seeing it over, it just keeps happening. First act just wasting of time. Like there's no the only thing that actually meaningfully happens is Homer and Marge going on a wine tour and they both get drunk. And Lisa and Bart discover them that way when they return. Well, we've learned if you don't like something, just go to the office and complain. What's our next stop? Fox Broadcasting, 10201 West Pico, Building 203. I drank this much. 
Mom's not gonna like this. Don't tell Mama what Mama don't like. Come here, you big lug. Wow, Mom and Dad sure are having fun. Hey, as long as they're not hurting anybody. Uh-oh. Whoa! Oh, 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 I'll give you money. Oh, okay, I'm going to tell. Oh, oh. They're tossing around Randall Curtis like he's a child. Because he's a little man. I, I I would hope no one would toss around children like that because you shouldn't throw anything living like that in uh, case you drop them. Kids are kids like to be tossed. They probably do, but it's also very dangerous. I used to throw them into something soft. They're ba- they bounce. Kids bounce, man. That's how kids work. That's true. I guess if you're like on a trampoline or some kind of like one of those parks that has padding everywhere, it's not that bad. No, kids just bounce off anything. You can throw them on concrete, they'll bounce off of it. Like a Super Bowl? Yeah. Kids are made out of Super oh, Bowl. Okay. Kids, I, I'm I'm a pediatrician. I bet you didn't know that. Uh, we go to commercial eight minutes and thirty one seconds in, and when we come back. We get back. We we start the real plot. We have finally gotten <laughs> to what's actually going to happen here. Uh, spoiler: it's not good. But yeah, this is this is what Homer and Marge are up to now. Homie, destroy the extra wine we bought. I made a little wine cellar. Oh, can I have my special cup? Well, I've been using it for laundry soap, but okay. Homie, you are so cute. (laughs) Oh, honey, I love to hear you laugh. (laughs) I don't talk like that. Yes, you do. Well, you talk like, oh, Marge, sorry I set the bed on fire. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you do a great me, Marge. you got to show the guys at Moe's. Moe's Tavern? That's your fun place, like me in the lamp store. <laughs> Come on, we'll have a blast. Kid, while we're out, the TV's in charge. Go to bed when it says. So, yes, as we can see, uh, now that Marge is getting drunk, uh, she's loosened up a little bit and she's laughing a lot. And Homer is really enjoying this. And Marge, of course, is enjoying being with Homer. So, you know, it's totally a win-win. Nothing bad can come from this. So Homer and Marge go to Moe's. Uh, they order wine, uh, which Moe only has a, I forget what that's a Chateau Latour 1886, I think, uh, which I guess is stupid expensive because Moe sells it to them for four bucks a glass. And turns out uh, he looks at a kind of valuation afterwards and it's a joke about you know mo not knowing what uh wine is worth kind of thing uh homer and marge get home at two uh the kids you know find them the next morning they're both still basically trashed the next morning Matt, uh, I and I, i'm gonna stop you right here okay their behavior before the incident <laughs> is already mm-hmm. irresponsible and unlikable that's true because they went out leaving the kids at home by themselves when they are 10 and 8, which is a little on the young side, just a little. And then they are drunk still when the kids wake up the next morning. And they and they, and they they stay out till 2 in the morning. And, like, that's not responsible behavior in when it's just Marge and home. Like, that's, that's already unlike, like, this whole episode, well, not whole episode, I should say, because the first episode, first act is just Star Wars. But acts 2 and 3, two-thirds of this episode, it just, it is, I I thought, I expected to get really, really angry at this. But I think mm, because my expectations were so tempered that I didn't really get angry. I just mostly got really baffled. Like, do you know what a save the cat moment is, Matt? 
Uh, it sounds familiar, but uh, tell me anyway. Okay, it's a, it's a, it's first. It first came out in. There's a book called Save the Cat. Uh, it's a screenwriting book, and it started screenwriting, but it's kind of I think become a catch-all term for a lot of creative work, a lot of writing, where you want to establish your hero, your protagonist, as a likable figure early on for your for your audience you want them to you want them to like your protagonist right you want them to root for your protagonist and you you're obviously your protagonist is going to have to make mistakes at some point to make conflict to make drama show their flaws that's important that's like so when homer and marge get drunk that's completely fine and they can make mistakes because they get drunk and then they learn not to get drunk anymore that's fine but early on, you want to establish, no, these are good people, and they are likable, and they would do a thing that would make you like them. And it's and it's called a save the cat moment. You know, you have your hero save a cat. They climb a tree and save a cat. Like, that's, it's like a very bogged, standard template. Like, have them do something earnestly good. There is not a single moment in this episode where either Marge and Homer do anything that is likable. Not at any moment do are they likable characters. And I don't know how you write something like this and not for a moment go, maybe our main characters should be likable. And like, I feel sympathy and pity for Marge later on. Mm-hmm. because she's married to homer but she she also like right now she's staying out drinking with homer till two in the morning abandoning her children why do i care about anything that happens to these people well i think the the creators are going for a uh you are watching the simpsons this is obviously not your first episode because why would anyone start watching the simpsons in the middle of season 15 and therefore uh they want they think you're already invested with these characters so you want to see where it goes you know what kind of person marge is and why you should root for her um and and we'll get to that in just a second actually because the next thing that happens is that marge wakes up the next morning uh after crusty's on the couch and has apparently befouled the uh fire fireplace fireplace yeah yes um so uh they Marge and Homer go out drinking a whole bunch more, and then one morning Marge wakes up and has a terrible hangover and says, "Hey, I got to put the brakes on this. You know, obviously I'm drinking too much. I need to we need to go back to the way it was, where I didn't drink but you drank." And at this point, I think we're supposed to see Marge as the responsible person, like, "Hey, I was having a good time, but it was too much. I need to cut back." And so we're supposed to see Marge and go, "Okay, that makes sense. I still like Marge." The problem, like you said, is they have already been bad parents you need like if we had gotten rid of the whole star wars plot and we show marge kind of getting back into it but you know still being tempted kind of thing if there was more of this uh middle period basically where marge is wants to do things with homer but is constantly tempted by drinking we probably would have liked marge we would see her as oh a good mom with a character flaw she's like well i want to go out and have fun with homer and it's more fun if i drink that would have made us like Marge more. Marge is our protagonist, and things could have proceeded from there. But because this is literally uh, Marge is hungover, she wants to take a break. Homer can't take a break because he's awful. And the next thing they go to is Oktoberfest. We have less than a minute of Marge in this middle period where she wants to be a good mom and not drink. And that's where it skips over us wanting to you know, be with Marge in terms of, of mental affinity. 
kind of thing. And I think that's the biggest issue in this act. You mean we can't have eight minutes of Star Wars? I mean, if you like bad jokes and hacky humor, yeah, sure. But if you want to have a coherent <laughs> story with characters that you care about and mix in humor with that, I mean, like, think about it. If they had, if, they, if this whole thing had happened earlier, like the Simpsons are like, oh, the Simpsons are on vacation in wine country this episode. And Marge decides to, hey, let's let's get drunk with Homer. And all this happens earlier. Like the end of act one is Marge saying, all right, the booze cruise has been fun. I got to cut back. And then you get to see uh, like most of your jokes can come from, oh, Marge trying to be responsible while Homer's drunk and realizing, oh, if I got a little bit drunk with him, then I would have a better time. That could have been your act, too, is Marge struggling with that. And it would have been, one, all the same drunk jokes that you already have. And two, it would have us sympathizing with Marge because everyone wants to have fun, especially when you have someone like Homer, who is a, a drunk person and is obnoxious to be around unless you're also a little drunk yourself. Like, it just makes sense. I, I hate struggle, Matt with anything about this episode like you're right everything you said is 100 correct but i think the problems are even bigger than that the problems are even larger like the problems that aren't even with this episode like the problems are with the grander escalation of how they write homer of what homer is at this point like there is like they could you could reshape this episode and make it reasonable but it's not confined to this episode i think it's just very glaringly obvious in this episode but you're not wrong it's still i can't it's so frustrating i well yeah it's because homer homer does something so incredibly reprehensible that you really just cannot forgive him for it it's just what what do you mean yeah. reprehensible matt what could he possibly do that well robbie i'm glad you asked so as i said uh, Marge wants to take a pause on the booze cruise and not drink while Homer drinks because obviously Homer can't stop drinking because he is the real alcoholic here uh, and the real pillar pressure and everything bad about humanity. So they go to Oktoberfest where Homer says, I'm not sure they even have alcohol at Oktoberfest because, of course, he has to be incredibly stupid. Uh, we get some jokes about Duffman uh, talking about the next Reich, which, oh boy, because uh, apparently Duffman is Jewish, as we have uh, established before this episode and continue to go forward with. Um, but luckily, for the most part, that's all the Nazi jokes. Uh, and we get Marge <laughs> having to nurse a giant beer. What, Robbie? I really like, I mean, that's what this, that's what we've come to, Matt, where we, we are like watching this up where the one Nazi jokes are not the worst, not, not even, maybe not even the, the second worst thing in this episode. And no, they're like number five on the list. <laughs> and the, the line is, oh, at least that's the end of a, you know, they can find their Nazi jokes and the, they get the guy be Jewish. Isn't that funny? <laughs> they had the Jewish guy make jokes about. Uh -huh. The, the, the third reich is not hilarious no no it's not it's not no, it's it's uh not. it makes me hate you simpsons getting on with that hate <laughs> uh at this point uh marge says well i don't want to be a party pooper so she orders one beer which is of course bigger than her because uh, it's german beer and that's the way it works because german beer is generally very low alcohol percentage so you got to drink a lot of it and Homer says, oh, you can nurse it. And everyone there who is in stereotypical German garbs just starts chanting, nurse it, nurse it. And obviously Marge does not nurse it because, well, Marge has a problem with addiction. Uh, first gambling and now alcoholism. And then, uh, oh boy, all right. 
This is a long clip because I don't want to talk about this. I'm just going to let you guys hear what happens. Have you ever walked on stilts? It's not that great. <gasps> yes, and you've said that several times now. Yeah, why do people worry about stuff? It's all going to work out. All good point. Sleep tight, my drunken angel. I'm in no condition to drive, boy. Wait! I should have listened to myself. I'm drunk! Okay, okay. Remember the rules for drinking and driving. Drive slow, but not too slow. Drink some cola to keep yourself alert. Nice work, cruise control. Now we home yet? In a minute, honey. <gasps> oh my God! If I get one more DUI, they'll take away my license. Oh, oh, and what will I leave when I rent rollerblades? Oh boy, I smell beer. Devil's mouthwash. <laughs> you weren't calling it that at the Christmas party. Okay, I'm gonna need you to let that go, Chief. Oh my God, this DUI is a CUI. Oh no, I'm gonna be incarcerated. 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 I'm going to jail. What was that? And maybe someone else is here, and maybe he'll step forward and admit to being the real culprit. Oh, this is a new low for me. So as we can see, uh, Homer is on the verge of losing his license because of his previous DUIs, which I'm pretty sure he only takes one of those to lose your license, but hey. And so he blames Marge for this, and oh, it's going to be so hilarious because Marge is doing the like the stuttering thing where she can't say a word and then comes up with something easier to say. And then Homer is doing weird wood sounds and just thankfully this is where the act ends and I can go just stop. <laughs> oh boy. Um, this is very bad. Uh, it, it is because it's just, uh, sorry. You, <laughs> you can, if you have something to say, Matt, you can say whatever you'd like. It's just such a horrible thing to do. Like, if you really want me to hate a character, this is some Walter White stuff right here, okay? Like, <laughs> this is how you get somebody to completely turn on a character. Like, <laughs> unless this happens in your first three minutes in the entire episode is them coming to terms with it and confessing and trying to make it up, you're not going to come back from this. Yeah. there. It, it, like, it starts. Like, this is Homer... Homer... And Marge are both drunk. He carries Marge to the car. And because it, it, it's just this long, drawn out scene. And that makes it even worse because it just shows the kind of like thought process. I'm like, I don't know if they thought it, that made it better. It doesn't. It makes it worse because we clearly see Homer definitely very, very drunk, very unable to drive. And he drives anyway. So guess what? That's reprehensible behavior to begin with drunk driving is terrible and i don't i'm not i don't know like i don't remember i feel like we're more equipped to late just label drunk driving as just clearly reprehensible behavior now 
because it has, I guess, news about how many, you know, drunk driving deaths there have been and et cetera, et cetera, are out, have been out in the world for long enough. But in 2004, it was still reprehensible. It was still a terrible thing to do and dangerous and reckless. And that's already enough to make me hate Homer, to make me go, oh, Homer is bad. He's a bad person. I don't like him. Mm-hmm. Um, And you might say, you might say, well, Robbie, what about Duffless? Duffless, he gets arrested for DWI. It's different in Duffless. It's much more clever. It's much more, um, it's it's much more subtle. Even like it's the 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 probably the only way that I'm not saying Duffless is perfect, but Duffless is a much better execution of it. One because we see Homer and Barney walk out of the walk out of the brewery. Um, Barney is clearly wasted. Homer seems fine, and then and so Homer is stopped has the normal has the 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 sobriety test with the the you know physical sobriety test where he has to do like the touching his nose with his fingers and steps stand on one leg and recite the alphabet and all that stuff and he passes but he doesn't actually drive anywhere he never starts the car really barney actually tells him do the breathalyzer and then homer fails the breathalyzer and that's when homer gets a dwi and homer doesn't isn't driving Homer seems fine. That's not doesn't make it better, but it I it kind of I say that it kind of eases eases our our thought process a little bit about Homer getting this DWI. Should he still have been driving? No, but it's clearly not. I am clearly super drunk, and I'm gonna I get behind the car and I definitely drive, and then I crash. Like those are like it's literally the worst case scenario. And then then. There are there's a few things in my mind, Matt, about Homer that are irrefutable, that never change, that are a core to his character. And one of them is his love of Marge more than anything. And we will get to the whole forgiveness thing and how what this would mean to a marriage like that is also very important. But this is not Homer. Whoever this man is, Homer would, I could see Homer driving drunk and crashing the car. But the moment Homer goes, I'm going to frame Marge for it and then hide in the woods. That's not Homer anymore. I don't know who this man is. You, you, you like, and like, you know, we call him jerk Homer and, and, and all that. This is past that. Well, past jerk Homer. This is past meanness. This is past being a, uh, being a know-it-all or being insulting. This may, whoever this character is, it's not Homer anymore. I don't know who this man is. I don't, and I hate him. He is not, there's no redeeming this. There's, it's hard to redeem a man who's drunk, who's drunk driving. And like you said, maybe if it started, it started an episode, which is basically what Duffless is. That's what Duffless is. Duffless is Homer working on redemption entire episode. He's, and it shows how hard it is for him not to drink. But he gets that redemption by the end of Duffless. That's why Duffless works. But then you have him frame Marge, and there's no redemption for this. This is a thing that, in real life, if someone did this, it would take years of work to rebuild a relationship. To even be able to talk to a person like this. And they just... It just... It just ha- Who, like, And I, I brought up the Save the Cat thing earlier, because... It also happens in inverse. You have a metric. 
inside your head, you have to go, well, how much will our audience accept with Homer? I don't know. I'm sure some people don't care. They think of these as cartoon characters. I don't. I think of them as real people. So when I see this happen, I immediately go, I just, I, every moment through this scene and everything after is just pain. It is just sadness and pain and horror. We come back from a commercial, 14 minutes and 30 seconds in. Um, this is my first, I have four clips over the, uh, the, the, this third act map. Uh, the first one is is labeled Homer's gaslit Marge into thinking she's a drunk driver, and then he tells Mo. I paid your bail, honey. You're free to go. I can't believe I drove drunk. But you do believe it, right? I don't know what to believe anymore. That's my girl. Mm, just take me home. Where's your wife tonight, Homer? She's not coming anymore. What? It's because of her I put in a bidet. Well, it's actually just a stepladder by the water fountain. Listen, Mo, I did something really terrible to someone I love. Hey, look, I've been in the bartender business for a long time, all right? I've heard it all. Well, what I did was, I did a wet cut. Oh! What are you? You're like a monster. That's like the worst thing I've ever heard anybody do to anybody. You should be drinking watered-down beer in, in, a, in a chip glass on a stool with a nail sticking up out of it. Y you know what? <laughs> Can I have some peanuts? <laughs> All right, but I get to poke you with a stick. <laughs> so, oh, hey, did you see the game last night? Honestly, I kind of feel like Moe's letting him off easy just having him poke with a stick. Uh, he, uh, he deserves a lot worse. Yeah, and that's, like, I don't know what this scene is doing. Like, Homer at least is showing guilt, but the scene prior is literally Mar. Like, it just makes everything worse because Marge hates the fact that she did this thing, which, one, <laughs> it, just, it just compounds everything because that means... That means, Matt, that they're just not ignorant of how bad drunk driving is. They know it's bad because you can see mm -hmm. it in March. The, the, and I'm talking about the creatives, the, the writers, the, the director. Like, they know that it's bad, clearly, because they are showing Marge feeling so much guilt for being that person. That she doesn't even remember doing this awful thing. So they know it's bad. And so Mar and but Marge's guilt over a thing she definitely did do is a awful, terrible thing. And maybe Matt here, if maybe at that moment Homer break broke down immediately and said, It was me, I'm so sorry, blah blah blah, and like they blew up then. Maybe it, it'd be better. But he doesn't. He just goes and tells Mo and Mo, the worst person alive, just said, Oh my god, you're a monster, and and that doesn't make it better. That just makes me go, well, at least Mo has a, like, Mo, the man who generally, like, sends people off to go drink and drive all the time. <laughs> like, I don't know if Mo's the one that you should have be the. As many, as many times as Mo has basically just kicked Homer out and said, here, leave. Uh, despite the fact that he should not be driving. Uh, yeah. Like, there's literally the scene it flashed through my head of, him kicking out all the uh designated drivers got no time for free skate no, free skate cheap skates got no time for cheap skates <laughs> is what he says um so i don't whew, i don't know so um marge goes to church and they all they all laugh they make fun of her at church 
they call her uh, Alki. Uh, they're worried about her behind the wheel of the car. That's great. Um, what is this doing? What does this scene do? It's making us uh, feel sad for Marge and uh, compounding Homer's uh, jerkiness. Yeah, that's all. That's what it accomplishes. I just don't know why they like you got enough guys like I I can't hate Homer more like you've reached my capacity for hate. Like, I don't have more hate for you. Like, there's nothing left. I'm full. <laughs> I'm full of hate. You can't make me have more. So Marge goes to rehab. Um, am I making? Did was Agnes in the church scene? Correct. Am I making I, that up? Yeah, because she says stop holding up the line, Alki, or something like but that. But then Agnes is also in rehab. Well, we'll get to that depiction of rehab. But yeah. <laughs> okay, so Marge goes to rehab because uh, she has a problem, quote unquote. Then, oh, this scene, Matt. Oof, boy. Oh, oh. it just gets what, like, Robbie? I. Hate it. I'm trying not to yell at all. I know I've said multiple times that I'm going to be screaming this entire episode. I'm trying not to. I'm trying to get through this episode without screaming. But I hate this scene. I hate it so much. Um. So Lisa is suspicious of Homer because, of course, she knows her mother. She knows her father. So we have a scene where Homer sings a lot, which makes it oh even worse because it's so annoying. Yeah. It's really bad. And then. He lies to his own children. I've labeled this clip, God, this scene is terrible, where Homer's own children are trying to fur out the truth from their own father. I can't talk to my wife for 28 days? Sir, she is not an alcoholic. You can't put me on hold. I'll put you on hold. I am a lineman for the county. Your call is important to us. Please continue to hold. And I drive the main road. There are eight calls ahead of you. And the Wichita lineman is still on the la 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 line. Dad, I still have a couple of questions about this. Mom never drives drunk, and the crash was in your car. Also, the driver's seat was adjusted for your stomach. Lisa, Lisa, your suspicions are important to me and will be answered in the order received. Because the park is melting in the dark, all that sweet green icing rolling down. Someone left my cake out in the... la 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 Oh, boy. Yeah. Like, I'm not in the mood to laugh at Homer, guys. There's zero... I don't... There's no... I'm not... His, like hold message joke i'm not he's a bad he's a terrible it's like me trying to like laugh at thanos like i I don't know i'm not there's not he's not a comedian at this point he's just a terrible villain um lies to his own children and that's good and like imagine if you're in this situation you're lisa imagine you're a child you've all been children uh in our lives hopefully none of you out there listening have had had a situation like this but it's possible but i mean imagine if you haven't, imagine you're a child and you see, that's what I, like, I thought about that during while I was watching this episode. Like, imagine myself being Bart Lisa, where I see my, fer- my parents drunk together and I see them drinking more together, staying out all night, leaving me home alone. And then they have uh, a DUI and Marge is 
arrested for it and goes to jail, gets bailed out, goes to rehab. And you're Lisa. You're smart. You're a very smart girl. And you have a sneaking suspicion that your own father framed your mother for a DUI. It's one of those things that you shouldn't have to, as a child, deal with. But, yeah. Yeah, and, like, this is, like, a Law and Order episode. Like, it's, like, I don't, I, I don't think... I don't think the show wants us to imagine that situation. They don't want us to ever put ourselves in the shoes of these people, not ever to try and imagine them as real characters. That's my, that's the only thing I can possibly imagine because the moment you do, you look at this and like, Oh, this is a horror story. This is terrible. This is something that you wouldn't ever want to inflict on a child. And that is what's happening by the characters. I'm supposed to love. I do love when they're, they're themselves. They're their best versions. So, Homer dumps the kids with Flanders. We get some scenes of Marge and rehab as well. Um, Homer is going to get Marge out of rehab. I think. We, do we ever actually know why Homer, Homer is going to rehab? Does he ever actually say or is he just going? Why Homer is going to yeah, rehab? Yeah, initially. I know that he confesses to her mo- right almost right away when he gets there. But is there is that why he's going there or is it to get her out? Like, what do does he say? I don't believe so, no. Okay. I don't know, yeah. I, I, I'm... Theoretically, he is either trying to get her out or he's going to confess. One of the two things. So, we... Homer goes to rehab. Um, there We get a scene with the, the guy. The guy runs the place, the manager, whatever. Uh, but Homer runs into Marge and finally confesses what he did. Marge, I have an awful confession to make. You didn't crash that car. It was me. I put you behind the wheel, and I'm so, so, so sorry. You let me believe that I'd done such a terrible thing? Marge, I did it out of love. Love of not being arrested. But I realize now that nothing is more important than you. I can't believe you did that to me! That woman means the world to me. Would it be all right if I read from my Bible? Of course. Oh, no wonder they call it the good book. Can I just point out how awful it is that Homer is constantly getting booze from his Bible and like I get that Homer's an alcoholic. We've 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 been over this so many times throughout the years, but in this episode, it's really leaning heavily on that. And it's just oh, it's making it worse somehow. I I can't imagine that it would have made it worse, but it does. It is awful. It is so this because well one this is a divorce this is the end of this relationship Matt. that's what this is yeah this is the kind of thing you divorce somebody over for sure this is the end of a marriage i like there's nothing there's nothing you could tell me that marge is going to just stick it out at this point you're like no marge leave this is and you should not ever not a goal of of any simpsons writer should be not write an episode where you say yeah they should get divorced it's probably for the best at this point um and marge like i there's i and, and whole, like i it feels like they're it's self-sabotage it feels like something like someone trying to write an episode to make you hate it because homer confesses of this terrible crime so homer feels all this guilt and so he tells marge what he did okay then she gets rightfully angry and marches away 
I'd prefer her to stay and yell at him for re- probably the rest of this episode. That'd probably be actually the thing I want to say, but it, that doesn't happen. She runs, she marches away because she's so angry. That's fine. And then he says, he's, I guess he's talking to the manager of the rehab place. And he says like, I care. There's nothing I care more about. I love that woman. You just heard it. Um, no, Homer, you don't. You don't, Homer. Because you wouldn't have done that thing. That's how we decide. That's how you decide what kind of person you are. It's how you act. That's how you decide how anyone, how does, how people decide what type of people they are. It is their behavior in the real world. Their, uh, when they make take action, their thoughts don't matter. How they feel doesn't really matter. It's what they do that matters. So when you frame your wife for a DUI, that tells the world that you don't love her and that you love yourself. Or if you think you do love her, you definitely love yourself more. Oh, uh, for sure. And then, Matt, he drinks, like you said, he drinks from the Bible. Like, this is the point where a nor- like a normal episode, like an episode that makes that wants us to have Homer have redemption, he would look at the Bible, start to take a drink, and then throw it away and say, this is what got me in the trouble in the first place. Mm-hmm. And cast it aside. And that'd be a... And, like, in a normal episode, like you said, Matt, where it's this episode starts way earlier, it doesn't have a bunch of Star Wars crap, you could have this scene earlier and start a redemption of Homer, try redeem him. But they don't. They just have Homer drink. So, um, Homer is very, very... Up- Homer, Marge is upset, says she needs a drink. <sighs> yes, this, this is where it starts to really make me mad. Like, oh, Marge. What got you into this? Drinking. So what do you do? You go drink again. Like, really? (laughs) I could say, Matt, that I could forgive this because it gets her to the realization. Yeah. But this episode hasn't earned any goodwill at all. And there's so many ways you could get her to that realization other than just drinking more. Um, So Marge needs a drink, goes to the rehab, goes to the other people at the rehab center, and they are all hiding booze. All of them? Okay. Great. Cool. Everyone? Everyone. All of them have booze. Uh, sea Captain's area. None of them are serious about getting better. No, it's... I don't. It's... I don't even want to talk about how <laughs> it portrays alcoholics. Because, oh, boy, it's not... That's not... Maybe shows some... Um, like, a measure of empathy, guys. Maybe a moment of kindness towards people. Like, that's the other thing this episode is, like, doing, it just, it just shows, it shows no kindness to any one of these people that they put in rehab. They are all unrepentant, they love to drink, and they won't stop. None of them are there for their own, none of them believe that they don't, none of them want to be there. They're all hiding drinks, and, okay, so... We have Marge start drinking with Edna and Sea Captain. They're all there. They're all drinking. Agnes is there too. Which why you have Agnes is just is just Agnes a hypocrite, or they did they forget that Agnes was the person in that church scene? Like I think they've they've gone over and over again that Agnes is a hypocrite. So I'm okay. not going to fault here. Okay, there's so many other things. Fair enough. She's she starts drinking, realizes. Here, this is the and this clip is going to be my last clip, and it is going to clip that will lead us right up to the ending. It is titled "Marge realizes that she just wanted to see her husband, and instead, it's a terrible, unforgivable trauma." But nope, who cares? It's the end. How you doing, big blue? Well, I feel a buzz, but I don't feel happier. It's not like when I was drinking with Homer. Maybe it wasn't the alcohol you liked. Hey, you are right. 
What I enjoy was spending time with my husband. You're hooked on love, Marge. I know that feeling. Nine months later, Seymour plopped out of me. I would have kept walking, but there were cops everywhere. Well, I love my husband, and I'm glad I do. My name is Marge S., and I'm a homerholic. You're drinking homerhol? I'll take a swig. I'm afraid what I like can't be swallowed, sniffed, or smelt. Hmm. Then you better inject it between my toes, because my mom checks my arms. Thanks for everything, Kyle. Yes, I really don't think you two should leave. He's a chronic alcoholic, and you're in complete denial. Ah, oh, shut up, Captain Bringdown! Homie, I want you to promise me you'll cut down on the drinking. Okay, Marge. For you, I'll give up rum-based cocktails. Except mojitos and rum and cokes. Well, that's no promise at all. It's important for me to see you take at least one step. Then maybe we can have some memories together that aren't just a nauseous blur. All right, for you, I will give up all clear liquors. Really? Even Zima? Hey, I only drink that when I'm already drunk. You really mean it? Hey, anything's possible with a little help from my Bible. Oh, no! It's a real one! No! Why, God, why? Yeah. Yeah. I just listening to it again. But Robbie, he promised no more clear liquors because everyone knows Homer's love of clear liquors. It's not like all he drinks is freaking beer. This makes, like, listening to it again makes me so angry um and it really shouldn't i shouldn't let my emotions be controlled by a fictional television program but here we are um time makes fools of us all marge realizes that she just wanted to spend time with her husband that's what she liked about it It wasn't really the drinking stuff i mean probably having one or two drinks is helps a little bit uh to you know tolerate homer but yeah not getting completely trashed I assume this is not just casual drinking. This is binge drinking. Um, So she realizes that. I'm going to make this very clear. Marge, we see Marge, we see Homer confess to Marge. He framed her for DUI and then gaslit her to think that made her, make her think that she actually committed this crime for a long time, for days. She, you know, she's, she's in jail and she goes, like, we see time pass and... So she has this terrible guilt in her for a while. So, and then she gets really angry and leaves. And then we have this ending of this episode. This, those things happen within three minutes of each other in the episode. Three minutes, three. That's me being generous. That's probably like two. Um, why does Marge forgive him so quickly? Can you answer that question? I cannot. I just, I cannot. No, no one, no one. There's no one on earth who would do this. This is not a person. This is not human. No, this is not Marge. This is not Homer. These people are not recognizable as humans. Not even as Marge and Homer. They are not recognizable as humans. So they she forgives them because the plot dictates it, Matt. Because they need to wrap it up before the end of this episode. Because they had eight minutes of Star Wars at the beginning. Uh-huh. So she forgives them. She's like, yeah, it's fine. That terrible, unforgivable thing. I forgive you. All you have to do is promise not to drink clear liquor anymore. And one, Homer is drunk during the scene. Mm-hmm. And and then he says, like, oh, okay, no clear liquor. 
and I'm like, that's you like that's kind of like an empty nothing. That's nothing. That's is less. That's not a not a promise. That's oh, I'm not gonna. I won't get drunk on clear liquor. Okay, so whiskey's fine. Bourbon, that's okay. No gin, no vodka. Oh no, shucks! Everyone knows how great gin and vodka are. They're fine. Um, but again, Duffless ends with Homer rejecting drinking and choosing Marge instead of it. That is literally the end of Duffless. And it's great. It's a great ending. It's one of my favorite endings ever, actually, of any episode. It's the raindrops or keep falling on my head ending. You remember that, Matt? The, when you ri- they're right away in their bicycle. I'm going to take my wife the backseat of my car. We'll be back for 10 minutes. Duffless is sweet and happy and has Homer choosing alcohol over his wife. This episode ends with Marge inexplicably forgiving him for a terrible crime and then just saying, ah, oh, yeah, he's he's giving up clear liquor. This All this does is make me go, oh, this is an abusive relationship and codependent. It is codependent. And they should get divorced. And Homer should go to rehab. Um, and yeah, that's, one of the I, lockdown rehabs. Yeah. Uh, and guess what that is a bad a thesis statement for your episode you're stupid i don't want to i generally don't want to like directly attack people who like make stuff but this episode just makes me so angry like it feels like it's targeted like it's purposefully terrible like i don't un- i don't get it like when you have the uh terrible sexual assault joke in strong arms of the mall it's so quick right it's very it's a quick reference and then it's forgotten so you can maybe think oh they it was it's just misplaced people they thought it was funny but it's you know it's not this this is what this whole episode is there's nothing else here except for some star wars jokes this whole episode is about homer and marge's relationship and how homer is unrepentant alcoholic and a monster there's nothing else here there's no there there and I want to, and like Matt, I was saying earlier, like, I feel like this is a bigger problem than this episode. Like, it's been going on for a while. I, I forget which episode. I think it was Three Gays of the Condo, where mm-hmm. they just admit Homer's an alcoholic. Yep. And that's all they care about. And then, like, and then, like, and then it's, like, brushed aside. Yeah, who cares? It's part of the problem that he's an alcoholic. But, hey, whatever. You're like, how about you make him less of one? You make your the show. You decide what these characters do. Did when you were watching like season five of The Simpsons, mm-hmm. how many times a, a season you go, "Oh, Homer's a terrible alcoholic." Did you ever think that? Hmm. I would have to look at the individual episodes, but probably not. I, I probably would have been like, "Oh man, he drinks too much," but never like, "Oh, he's a serious alcoholic who needs to get help." Right. Like, there's always a line of Homer likes beer. He he will get drunk. He will binge a drink even. But it's never a problem. And it's certainly, he will never choose it over his family. When something really matters, he can draw the line. He is in control. Which is how I I, I think I roughly categorize people who have a, any kind of addiction issue. Is like, well, can they stop when they need to? If they have to stop, can they? And mm-hmm. Duffless functionally shows us that Homer can. That's what Duffless establishes. Duffless establishes that Homer can stop drinking if he has to. If someone, if Marge gives an ultimatum, he can stop. He does stop. He chooses her over the beer. Mm-hmm. And over the time, 
through the Scully errors. Like it probably was starting prior to that. I even, I don't know. I, I just know that I didn't notice it. You know, if I don't notice it, then what's the harm? But I've noticed, you notice it watching these episodes week after week after week. And it's just Homer. It It's because they, they stop writing Homer like a person. And he, they, and it's not just Homer. We've talked about it with Ned a lot too, um, where they're not any, they're not, people anymore they're not characters anymore they are a collection of tropes homer is over overbearing sitcom he is he is fun-loving sitcom dad and he and he's an and he drinks a lot and it's a problem but we don't do anything about it like that's that's like he's just he's a dope he's a complete moron like it's that's all they just have these character traits that he has he's a selection of character traits he's not a character and homer the character would have never framed Marge for a DUI. Homer, the character, wouldn't agree to his when Marge says, "I need you to do something about this." Homer, the character, would do more than give up clear liquor. And I would like also say, like promises made when you're drunk are nothing; they're valueless. Like you, he, that scene should be Homer sober. Like I don't know, I have like it's baffling. It is baffling matt i don't know how you make all these decisions and have all these scenes happen it is it is it is impossible it feels impossible i mean it feels impossible and yet here we are i (sighs) anything you want to add before we move on not really i think you got pretty much all of it this episode makes marge into a sad person who makes bad decisions which is okay for an episode but the episode focuses on Homer in relation to her, and he's just a jerk, and it's terrible and not fun. Not fun. Zero fun can be had. Like, I some of the Star Wars jokes are like fine, like are like cute. I think that's what I think. They're cute. Like there's Star Wars jokes in the beginning. They're cute. They're one hundred percent better than all this terribleness in Act Two and Three. Um, and like okay, um, we'll rank it at the end of the show. Hey Matt, yeah, Robbie, is this episode broken? <laughs> no, you were right the first time with that quick fix idea. Let's see. Quick fix. Quick fix. Uh-huh. Yeah, of course. Like, are you kidding me? It 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 does everything wrong. Like name a thing it does right. Name a thing it does right. Name a thing it does right. Um <laughs> Mo does treat Homer like a terrible person. Mo can recognize that framing your wife for dr- driving is a bad thing. So that's good. And this is Mo we're talking about, so that's a pretty big accomplishment because Mo is is pretty much shown to be a complete utter scumbag in any situation. And at this point, even Mo says, "Whoa, that's awful." So I feel like that's the one thing I can point to this episode and go, "Yes, that's exactly you got that right." It has it has an act of a first act that is aimless and not on theme and wastes eight and a half minutes functionally to get to the plot inciting incident to the inciting incident to the inciting incident they go see a movie they complain about the movie they go find the guy who made the movie and then they tell him to stop making movies like that all happens in the first act and none of it matters like it's just some star wars jokes guys you can write star wars jokes in any episode why are you writing that in your episode about drunk your your uh, this drunk codependency um it has that it has homer being an utter reprehensible monster it has Marge being out of character, like forgiving him within a couple minutes of discovering he's done this terrible thing. It, I, it's not funny. 
like Jim Jam Bonks got a chuckle out of me. Also, the it's just alphabets with extra J's. Yeah, that's about right. Like those, yeah, those get chuckles. They're like, oh, that's funny, but they're not the central part of this episode. They're just about Star Wars. Like, you can write Star Wars jokes anywhere. I guess that's what they thought. They're just like, well, we can write them anywhere. Well, might as well be here. Well, maybe put an episode that's not so, needs so much time. Or maybe just write an entire episode that's just Star Wars parody. I'd prefer that at this point. Um, fixing it, Matt. I, uh, I don't know. Yeah, let's just not bother. <laughs> Like, I'm trying to foresee an episode that, like, that does this loosely. Like, there's something about, oh, Marge wants to spend time with Homer, so she starts drinking, and it becomes a problem. She says she stops, but Homer keeps drinking. Like, there's there's something there, but I, I don't think whatever that, whatever that is, whatever's there, I don't want it to be a Simpsons episode. So I don't. Don't no. Don't make this. Don't make this. This episode is as in and of itself wrongheaded. Don't make it. Don't make an episode about codependency in The Simpsons. Yeah, because you, you, The Simpsons is a sitcom. Part of that is comedy, and it's really hard to get comedy out of that that doesn't feel like a huge dose of Schadenfreude. <laughs> <laughs> what? Nothing, Matt. Nothing at all. Um. Yeah, I don't think we... Uh, well, could we fix it? I don't know. We can make it more, like, competent. And make it less painful. Like, let like take out drunk driving. Take out Homer. Like, it's really just Homer. All you have to do is... I don't know. I don't, I don't want it. I don't want it. Like, it is on a path of making Homer just this unrepentant alcoholic all the time. And I don't want that in The Simpsons. I just... He can... He occasionally... He drinks. And he occasionally been drinks. And maybe there's moments where you go, Oh, Homer drinks too much. Or he shouldn't have a beer here. But I never want him to be this, ever. I don't want episodes like this. So I sell. Go away. Stop. Uh, I guess we'll handle that later with the cannon. We can take care of that. Yeah. Uh, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for comments in the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments in the news group is where I look through the old, not even old, current nohomers.net forum. Uh, see what people thought of the episode at the time. Uh, pull some reviews. I have some bad news for you, Matt. What's that? I'm assuming they loved it. They didn't love it. They liked it, though. And I don't understand it. Like, a uh, lot of the time I can see it, but this, I just don't get it. Like, I don't... What kind of relationship do you have? You guys have with people? Like, do you not... Do you not care about... Drunk? Like, how can you like Homer at all? Like, I just don't get it. I feel like I'm, like, diametrically opposed from... I mean, I, I guess something 2020 has definitely shown me is that I am diametrically opposed from a lot of people. But we have 14% giving a 5 out of 5, 26% giving a six, uh, giving it a, a 4, 26% giving it a 3, and then about 35% combined giving it a 2 or 1 out of 5. The 1 out of 5s are a higher number this time. It seems like a lot of people are hesitant to give 1 out of 5s. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, some reviews. Wow, that was good. Really good. I still don't see the point of the Star Wars spoof, but it's funny enough that it doesn't matter. Another minor complaint would be Homer singing on hold. It was funny, but lasted way too long. No big deal, though. Never said I, I hope that Marge doesn't find out and Marge confesses on his own free will. Got what they wanted. But anyway, it was funny. The plot was decent. Homer wasn't really a jerk-ass. Great. B+. Plus. Are you kidding me? People are, like different things. Are you watching this episode? The things some people like are wrong. But I mean, I feel like there should be 
universal truths like drunk driving and framing your wife for drunk driving are bad. Like, is that not universally truth? Does not all people accept that? Are there people who say, no, it's fine? Okay. Uh, what to say about this episode? Well, first of all, I hope they're not back in the dis- disjointed first act problem, because this week's and last week's episode suffer from it. It never left, dude. I don't know who you yeah, are, right. but that it's always been there for the last five seasons. This entire episode could have been really strong if they got rid of the Cosmic War stuff and gave us some background to work with for the Homer and Marge storyline. The way it was, we just jumped right into Marge and Homer's transformation. We had a party couple, which felt really sudden to me. I thought the ending felt tactical as well, and the p- conflict involving the Ronco accusation should have been introduced early in order to explore it better. They didn't seem confident in handling in the first place all the time wasted that please hold joke, which fell flat for me. Bottom on the side, there's still some quality moments in the episode. Ultimately, I did enjoy watching Homer and Marge's hijinks, as well as Bart and Lisa's visit to George Lucas' place. Bible joke did farewell to me, although they didn't need the very last one with the real Bible. Bart and Lisa's reactions to their parents' behavior is also entertaining. Overall, the sum of the episode was weak, but the scenes and parts that constituted it were usually pretty good. Three out of five. Nope. <laughs> Finally. You're half that, right? Uh, finally, a disappointing episode of D. The episode started out on a parry that was so blatant that it really took the humor away the situation. Homer and Marge together was going fine, but then the second act came down to a close. I could tell the writers were trying to make us feel for Homer despite his cowardly decision. And I couldn't and I wouldn't feel anything to him despite disappointment. He said himself, this was his lowest moment. Although humor was also very disappointing. Many of the jokes seemed too long or too repetitive, like Moe and Barney's moments. Homer on, home, Homer on hold or Homer consulting the good book. This episode failed and impressed me one out of five. Ah, how about that? Someone speaks the truth, finally. But largely, Matt, like, a lot of times I said, like, oh, it seems like a lot of the review, the written reviews are more negative than the rating, but not this week. There was a lot of mostly positive reviews. Ugh. Until you got to, the, the, I, the ones, I will say this, I give some credos, um, the, the, the ones that have been written more recently like 20 i said there's one that was like just a few days ago uh and one that was in 2019 they were pretty negative so i i you know i there i think the legacy of this episode is it's bad but mm. I, I don't know we can move on to our next segment it's time for listener question of the week let's try one more number <gasps> yellow kbbl is gonna give me something stupid well hot dog we have a wiener yellow our list of question of the week this week is what is your favorite Mo quote? Speaking of Mo, tons of great answers. Matt, take it away. All right. So uh, our first response from Matthew, uh, uh, Eddie, administering a lie detector test. Did you hold a grudge against Montgomery Burns, Mo? No. Bzz. All right. Maybe I did, but I didn't shoot him. Ding. Checks out. Okay, sir, you're free to go. Good, because I got a hot date tonight. Bzz. A date. Bzz. Dinner with friends. Bzz. Dinner alone. Bzz. Watching TV alone. Bzz. All right. I'm going to sit at home with all of the ladies in the Victoria's Secret catalog. Serious catalog. Ding. Now, would you want to hook this already, please? I don't deserve this kind of shabby treatment. Bzz. Very popular answer. Very popular. It's one of the best was for sure. Uh, from Tim. Get out and take your second do We had dollars with you. I'm shooting on the count of three. One. Boom. Because <laughs> that's Mo. He doesn't actually count all the way. Uh, from Lauren. They called him a kid gorgeous. Later on, it was kid presentable. Then kid gruesome. And finally, kid Mo. Also, uh, from Alex, very popular. Gin and tonic? Do they mix? <laughs> that's that's a good one. Uh, uh, from Anthony, Patty, Elvis Stoiko is so handsome, Selma. He can grease up my skates anytime. Mo, don't you hags know that all male figure skaters are twinkly in the lutz? <laughs> Elvis Stoiko, that's a common misconception. I have a girlfriend in Vancouver. Made up girlfriend, made up city. Obviously, Vancouver is not real. Just like I, birds. I've 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 been to Vancouver. It's a real place. Have you now? I have. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Obviously, Robbie has now <laughs> revealed himself as a robot because Vancouver is not a real place. It was really nice. I liked Vancouver. Uh huh. That's where the television people say they're going to go when they film uh, at secret sound stages. Just so you know. I, anyway, from Joshua, uh, you know what I blend this on on the breakdown of society. <laughs> I just that's I don't know why that one gets me so much because just it's so incredibly specific. It's the kind of thing Mo would do. Uh, from Kevin, I've been called ugly, pug ugly, fugly, pug fugly, but never ugly ugly. Well, sorry Mo, that's just, uh, being a soap star is not going to get you out of that, but sure. Uh, from Benjamin, Blanche, you got to help me out here. Please, I'm 64 grand in the hole. They're going to take my thumbs. Uh, from Andy, think of it as a wake-up call from a man with nothing but a blow-up doll. And even she left me. Shouldn't have used helium. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, from Matt, uh, man, you go through life, you try to be nice to people, you struggle to resist the urge to punch them in the face. And for what? For some pimply little puke to tell you you're not on a team. <laughs> so, uh, from our good friend Andrew, I'm a well-wisher and I don't wish you any specific harm. Uh, I don't think there's a line in the show that better sums up Mo's worldview. That's true. Mo has no friends. Uh, he hasn't. He's definitely not a soulmate. That's for sure. Uh, moving on to uh, Twitter uh, from at Energy Turtle. Ah, geez, and you get the stink lines and everything. Uh, it's true. It was a good picture of Mo. It's exactly what everyone wanted to see. Uh, from at Devil Egg Salad, uh, we're back to the uh, the buzzer. Uh, you, you I got a hot date tonight. You don't have to read the whole thing, Matt, but I just wanted to include. Okay. Again. Uh, yes. Uh, from at Examblor. Okay, they're on to us. Get them back to see where <laughs> from the X Files episode. Oh God. <laughs> oh Lord. All right. Uh, from at chthh. I think. I don't know what that's supposed to be. Uh, I'm better than dirt. Well, most kinds of dirt. I mean, not that fancy store-bought dirt. That stuff's loaded with nutrients. I can't compete with that stuff. Uh, also, uh, what was that episode called? The bowling episode? Team Homer. Team Homer, that's right. Pin Pals was their team name. Uh, a very good uh, Mo- episode for both Mo, Apu, Otto, and Homer. Uh, we've also got at Eugene R. McGrath. It's my big years, isn't it, kids? Isn't it? Well, children, I can't help that. And then Mo runs off crying because... He- uh, from at Eric 83, not really a quote, but this is exchanged with Marge when she works at the Listen Lady is priceless. One of the funniest moments in the entire series. Very true. Uh, from at I, Holly I, I, Mitch. Hey, uh, Matt. Yes, hi, Robbie. Hi, it's, it's me again. I got another problem. Uh, this one's about my cat. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. I'm asking her. <laughs> uh, from at Holly Mitch, I'm just going to die lonely and ugly and dead. Well, don't we all? Uh, from at Zach Babbins. Ned, you ugly, hate-filled man. Mo, hey, hey, I'm uh, maybe ugly and hate-filled, but I am... What was the third thing you said? Uh, From at Simpsons Theory, I'm a stupid moron with an ugly face and a big butt, and my butt smells, and I like to kiss my own butt. Treehouse of Horrors never stop giving. Robbie, what is your answer? Um, I'm going with... uh, Hey, hey, I may be ugly and hate-filled, but what was the third thing you said? Yeah, I think it's the it's the it's the mo quote that I use the most when people accuse me of yeah. people are like they whenever someone says something about me they're like hey hey I may be ugly and hate filled but wait what's your answer Matt my answer is uh, when Mo calls in to March as the listen lady I'm like uh, well I've lost the will to live oh that's silly Mo you've got lots of things to live for really that's not what Reverend Lovejoy's been telling me. <laughs> Which, that's more about Reverend Lovejoy than Mo, but it's just so great. He's just like, oh, really? Well, thanks. I guess I won't uh, kill myself then. Uh, and then, of course, the follow-up with the cat. It's just Shut up, I'm asking her. We have to. Very good. Next week's question is, what is your favorite Barney quote? Love Barney. 
Speaking mm-hmm. speaking of bad decisions about alcoholism and rehab and the show just deciding that he's going to fall off the wagon a dozen times and make it a joke make a joke about it <laughs> i will post this question on all our all our places on the internet twitter at simpson show pod you can email us at simpson show pod at gmail.com and you can find the question on our patreon which is patreon.com slash the simpson show you don't have to support us to have access to the question it's a public it'll be public post we can move on matt once again to the, the no google trivia challenge i am too smart i am too smart smrt i mean smart the no go trivia challenge for matt and i each challenge each other with three trivia questions one easy one medium and one hard and try and stop the other matt has a one point lead on me this is the 15th episode of the season only got a handful to go i gotta make up my lead i gotta get a lead that's really the i had a lead early mm. and I, dis- I vanished i don't know how that happened Matt, you ready for an easy question? Ready. In Duffless, Lisa does an experiment to decide if Bart is smarter than what animal? Uh, I believe it's a hamster. That is correct. Is my brother... Dumber than a hamster. Dumber than a hamster. (laughs) All right. uh, Your questions are all from Marge Simpson in Screaming Yellow Honkers. No. 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 What car does Homer buy in that episode? Oh, I don't... Later pawns off on Marge. Uh, the Canyon Arrow? You are correct. The F-Series, to be specific. Oh, there's... Of course. Your meaning question, Matt. Uh, when Homer goes on the Duff tour in Duffless, he sees old commercials for Duff, and where it is revealed that Duff Beer once sponsored what show? What show? Um, was it Amos and Andy? Dang it! Yes. Oh, man. I thought you were going to ask about the Q zone. <laughs> You're right. Okay, good. Just joking. All right, your question. In Screaming Yellow Honkers, who is on the Wheaties box? <laughs> <laughs> um, who is on the Wheaties? Oh, God. Oof. Uh, Matt, why are you going to make me remember an episode that I hate? I don't want to remember screaming yellow honkers um well i try to go back and forth between good and bad episodes i remember good ones mostly i still don't remember good ones um i don't know who's on the wheeze box uh when was that episode come out 2002 who would be a athlete from that period who'd uh be on the wheeze box or is it, it might just be a joke wheeze box too so i don't remember um She's she's driving. She got some rage, anger management stuff. Um, Dredger Tatum. Ooh, I'm sorry. Is Courtney Love? What? Yes. Lisa asks, "Why is Courtney Love on the Wheaties box?" And I will give you a bonus point if you can tell me who Marge actually thought or who Marge thought it was. Well, Lisa's asking the cogent questions because why is Courtney Love on the Wheaties box? That's Good not question. a joke. That's not a joke. Now I'm yelling at old Simpsons, like old bad Simpsons episodes instead of new bad <laughs> Simpsons episodes. Um, Marge thinks it's Mary Tyler Moore. Ooh, I believe it's Sandy Duncan. Sandy Duncan. I don't know who that is. Neither do I. Uh, All right, how about a hard question? Your right. hard question, Matt. When is Brian McGee's birthday? Uh, when I was I, 17, yeah. I drank I a drank very, some very, very good, good beer. beer. I drank some very good beer I purchased with a fake ID. With a fake ID. 
My name, my was, name was Brian, Brian McGee. No, 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 no. Miss Lauren. Oh, sorry. Stayed up late listening to Queen when I was 17. Oh, yes. 17. Uh, I don't know. Uh, March 23rd. August 2nd, 1948. Oh, wow. How about the 1948? <laughs> okay. Yep. Your hard question. How many bags of groceries can Marge fit in the Canyon Arrow? <clears throat> okay, well, it's a number. So I can guess a number. Mm-hmm. It's probably under 50. So I can, I've, I've narrowed it down. It's probability. I'll say 23. Your markup with those is 32. So you just had the number swapped. Yeah, that's what close means. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's what the close is. That's, this isn't good, Matt, because now you're three points ahead of me instead of just one. Oh, no, because I remembered Amos and Andy. I don't know how you remembered Amos and Andy. That's the thing that I... You and your... your it, again, the... <laughs> Guys, keep going back to Ernest Borgnine, the guest star of uh, whatever uh, Sergeant Fatso Jetson and Sergeant, Attorney. I I don't even remember it now, and you still remember it. Okay, Matt has a three point lead on me. All right, we can well we can move on. I'm sure we have to our final segment. The segment we end every single episode with is time for best episode ever. Best episode. Every. Best episode ever is the part of the show where Matt and I rank the episodes category as you watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. So I'm assuming we're looking at like the bottom 10. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm not looking at the bottom four, honestly. Yes, it is uh, not because it is it. it I'm Matt. Yeah, bottom four. You're right. You're right. Because I don't think it's as bad as Strong Arms of the Maw. Uh, we don't have March. Mm-hmm. Really, you think this is in contention for the worst episode? Mm-hmm. I I can't agree. I, I mean, Homer does an awful thing here, but I am willing to put it up to whether this is worse than Simpsons Safari. I'm pretty sure it's worse than Simpsons Safari, but I think there is in no way that Marge raping Homer is not worse than Homer blaming Marge for a, a DUI. <laughs> this is where we're at. <laughs> this is this is what we have degenerated to in season two. I thought season 50 was going to be better than this, Robbie. Mm. When do we get back to mediocrity? I'm begging Sem- for mediocrity. I believe it's after the movie is when it's mostly acceptable. That is, it's more back to me- mediocrity, which... Uh, no, season seventeen, I believe it's it's after it's either right before oh, no, or right. Season twenty was the HD uh, shift. That's yeah. Right. Season seventeen is is when I believe after the movie. I think it's I think Missionary Impossible, Kill the Alligator Run, and Simpson Safari are all terrible episodes that are all confusing, full of plot holes, not funny. Uh, in some cases, they don't have endings. Missionary Impossible, looking right at you. There's no ending. Like it's full of cartoonish nonsense, full of logic problems. No characters. Aliens wrote it. Um, strong arm, the strong arms of the Maw is awful because of the, its character assassination. It's like character assassination for March the nth degree. It is just like she rapes her own husband. Here is my. This is my, I'm not going to say that Codependency is worse than Strong Arms Mall, but it makes me question if it's worse than Strong Arms Mall, Matt. And that is the intent behind it. Because in Strong Arms the Mall, the, the, the sexual assault joke is very brief. It is not the f- primary focus of the episode. That is correct. Right. 
it is it you know it's it's 20 seconds it's we see marge in bed going i want to snuggle homer's like i don't feel like it and then snap cut the next morning homer's limping and then it's forgotten and you that's certainly terrible but it's not the focus of the episode focus of the episode is marge losing control uh because of her you know taking steroids and doing lifting weights and all that my i question it because i, I don't know there i don't want to argue like which is a worse thing to do to your spouse cuz they're both awful and either one of them is worthy of like divorce and and just to be like on back on a, a t- like a talking like just to be able to speak to each other again with like calmness and and rationality would probably take years of therapy and work um so i'm not i don't want to argue with you like which is a worse thing to do they're both awful my i my only question is if codependency is worse is it's just like so much of this episode is just mired in it so much of this episode like the first act is just star wars stuff which is fine it's forgettable but it's okay then two acts of this 15 minutes of it 13 13 minutes of it is just bad parenting and homer being a terrible monster and the show is aware of it it's purposeful it's pointed they talk about marge herself says you made me think you did such a horrible thing so the show knows what it's doing. Like I can, I can foresee a world where strong arms of the mall. That joke is was just a throwaway. They didn't think much of it. They just included it as a throwaway gag. Like oh, it's funny because now it's Marge. Not it's you know the joke is men usually want sex, but in this case it's a woman, so it's funny. It's not funny. It's terrible. But I can see it as being a a mistake out of a bad decision. One bad decision. Codependence Day is many bad decisions over and over and over again. It doesn't end with Homer framing Marge for a DUI. It continues on from that. It gets worse. I hate how right you are because I don't want this to be worse, but. Ugh. Like ugh. If, if you blink during Strong Arms of the Mall you, or you walk out of the room, it's just another bad Simpsons episode. And that's not excusing it. It's still this. It would still be the second worst episode on our list, and it's still utterly reprehensible. But that tells us where we're at. Where we're arguing, like, oh, is the episode where Marge rapes Homer better, or is the episode where Homer frames Marge for a DUI worse? And you're like, ah. But I feel like it's just you watch Strong Arms of the Mall. There's that moment it happens, and it's kind of it's like like it strikes you because I don't remember it. I had seen Strong Arms when I watched Strong Arms of the Mall. I'd never, I hadn't watched it in years. I remember, and then suddenly that, that happened. I'm like, what? But Codependence Day, I knew it was happening. I knew that that's what this episode is. It's just, it's like there's a conscious decision. We're gonna make an episode where Homer frames Marge for DUI, and that's the plot. And I can't. What are you doing? Like, woof. Does that change your mind, Matt? Uh, it makes me more open to the thought. I just. It hurts my brain to think about how how much you're right. Like this is a major plot point, and they thought it was going to be um, worthwhile to explore. Well, I mean, it's and, and it's just it's just wrong. It's wrong headed decisions every step. Like literally in the episode, Matt Homer promising making to promise to make it to make change himself, and the change is oh, I'll just drink clear liquor instead, and, and I won't drink clear liquor anymore. Ugh. That's what happened. Like or him confessing to marge that he framed her for drunk driving 
And then guzzling booze from a mm -hmm. Bible. And that's a joke. They just, they have a, a, this terrible scene where we watch this couple, like Marge, get rightfully full of rage and march off. And they, they punctuate it with Homer saying, oh, I need to talk to the Lord and drinking more. And like, maybe it's just because I've watched this one more recently, but I feel like it's worse. It compounds everything. It takes everything that's bad about these bad Simpsons episodes and puts it in one episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop being right. I, I can't, Matt. Wish I wasn't right all the time. Uh, it's quite the burden. You know it. <laughs> so, Code Events Day. Last, it's a new worst episode ever. I wasn't sure if it would. You know, I wasn't sure if it would make it to... Uh, it would be the worst when I when when I when I sat down to watch it. I wasn't sure, but it is. I I I'm, I'm I feel pretty strongly about it right now. Um, but uh, it's the worst episode ever. We have a question to ask though: Is this episode shot out of the cannon? The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! So, Matt. Yes, get this the <laughs> hell out. There's no reason for it to be in there. Let's just kick out the bottom ten while we're at it. I don't want any of them left in the can. No, I want to no, no, forget no. that they we, exist. No, we'll get to them at the proper point in time, Matt. We can't. We're not doing. We're, we do an episode at a time. All right. We got a lot of. We got a lot of ground to cover over the years. We might as well be patient. Uh, so is Codependence Day part of the canon? No, it is not. I'm going to fire it out of the canon. I got a clip. I'm very happy about it. I like that. I expected that when you said that. <laughs> like, he's going to pause for a reason. So we can, uh, with that gone, it's gone. It's I can see it flying away. Um, We can move on to, we can move to the top of the list and, and work through if uh, our best, uh, obviously, as we're, we're still near the top. So, of course, they're, they're still part of, the, they're, they're, they're still very good episodes. Eventually, we'll get to the middling ones. We are at, right now, Matt, we're number 14 on our list, which is Who Shot Mr. Burns Part 1? First half of the famous cliffhanger two-parter. Is it part of I the mean, canon? Yes. I mean, it's it's like one of the best whodunits of all time. You don't mind, uh, you know, I mean, but Burns, it's so cartoonish. Burns has a sun-blocking device. It's so ridiculous. But it's the kind of cartoonish I'm okay with because it's tiny. It's like, all right. It's like in sci-fi when you, you have like this, you're allowed one gimme, one little thing like, all right, we know this is a lot to swallow, but you get one thing that you're like, okay, I'm going to accept this as your premise. And in a, in a cartoon sitcom, I can accept one thing. Now, sometimes it's something minor. This case, it's something big. But honestly, it just works because if you just accept that one little thing, okay, the rest of the episode just makes sense. Everything works out just fine. I agree with you. I'm just kind of playing devil's advocate. Um, I guess, of course, it's part of the canon. It's classic. It's it's memorable. It's fun. It's foundational. A part of Simpsons lore, of Springfield's history, of Maggie being a, uh, a maybe a murderer uh, or attempted murderer in this case. Um, of Burns' villainy, it does so much. It's so important. So yes, of course, it's a part of the canon. Uh, who shot? Oh, there's a good, I'm just looking at this list, Matt. They're so nice, so happy. Oh, who shot Mr. Burns? It's such a good fun. It's so, so much fun. Um, 
so forgot where we were for a second. What am I doing? Where am I in life? We um, are we are at new a new number three oh nine. Last place codependence day. Um below strong arms of the maw. They got unseated. It's the worst episode ever. First place is still Homer's Enemy. Uh, you can find this list on our website. It's thesimpsonshow.com. Uh, find this list. Find links to our Twitter, to our RSS feed, and link to our Patreon. If you want to help out the show, pay uh, pay for a bunch of bonus material and help uh, co- cover the cost of hosting the podcast. We'd really appreciate it. And I thank everyone who does. Our next episode, Matt, is The Wandering Juvie. This is, this is. I believe this is the one with Sarah Michelle Geller as the. Correct. It's Gina Gina Vendetti. Yes. Where uh, Bart Bart goes to juvenile detention. Mm-hmm. I I can't imagine it's worse than this episode. No, for sure. Can we can only go up? We can only go get better from here. Maybe I just once said that about Strong Arms and Law, and then it didn't. It got worse. So I don't know anymore. It's I've been challenged by my my whole worldview has been challenged. But that's next time. You can watch along with us if you'd like. Uh, that'll do it for us. Uh, before we go, you can find me on Twitter at Robbie Dorman. And my website is RobbieDorman.com, which includes links to all my other podcasts and links to purchase my horror novels. My newest novel, War on Halloween, is a horror suspense story about a family fighting for Halloween in a town controlled by a sinister reverend with secret occult powers. Uh, you can find it for you can read it for free with Kindle Unlimited on Amazon. Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's gonna stay that way. Uh, this episode makes me depressed. Go away. <laughs> oh, Matt. Oh, no kittens. No X-rays. No earthquake you, machines. You take care of the kittens for now. That's fair. I'm also now we are fostering kittens as well now. So. Now it's we both Matt and I both have foster kittens in our house. We are becoming the same person. That's what I'm saying, actually. Um that'll do it for us today. I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. Thank you for watching this episode. Shh.